little ones the sleep manual podcast welcome back to our podcast the sleep manual i'm amanda and this is nikki hi and we are pediatric sleep consultants and the founders of little ones so far we have helped over 300,000 families all around the world with their baby and toddlers sleep over the last seven years and we're here if you need a hand to simply visit us at littleones.co and we can get started on solving your sleep challenges today on the podcast we are talking you through how to get your baby to sleep Yes, this is a pretty important topic. It's one thing to know all about the intricacies of sleep and why it's important, etc. But how do you actually get your baby to go to sleep? We'll talk you through all the steps you need to take to ensure your little one goes to sleep easily and sleeps well. So let's dive in, Amanda. Yeah, I think this is a pretty underrated topic when you're pregnant. You don't even realize that babies need a hand to go to sleep. So that's right. Yeah, we're going to go through making sure they're ready for sleep, what their sleep environment should be, a wind down routine, um, how to settle your baby if they need a hand, um, settling babies when they're older, because this is even more different, I guess, when they <laughs> become a little bit more um, or a little less pliable. <laughs> and uh, then troubleshooting so what we should do if they don't go to sleep and how to make the rest of your day not turn into a disaster so maybe Nikki wants to start us off and making sure they're ready for sleep yeah step one making sure they're totally ready for sleep and this is the biggest this is the the most important thing every single time so none of the other stuff matters if this is not achieved if they're not if your if your baby or your toddler is not completely ready for sleep they will not go to sleep basically no matter what you do so what we mean by totally ready for sleep is that they are the right amount of tired to mm. fall asleep easily and to to have enough sleep at that point so if your little one um and and this is it's, it's true, true for babies, everyone Oh, yeah, babies and toddlers of all ages, but it's just different depending on the age of your baby or toddler. So we're talking here about how long your baby or your toddler can stay awake for. So you really need to know what the maximum amount of time is that they can stay awake for. Because if you're well under that limit, then your your baby's just not tired enough to fall asleep and they're not going to fall asleep because they're just not tired if you're over that limit then they're overtired and actually the exact same thing is going to happen it's going to be impossible to get them to go to sleep so having that or if they time spot on if they're under tired then a young baby might go to sleep but not sleep very long asleep. they'll That's just have right. a tiny little cat nap and then be like eh, i'm done um but you actually yeah. want them to have a sleep rather than just a tiny little nap yeah that's right this actually um happened to me with my second with max i was so determined to not have him get overtired like my eldest did yeah that i was trying to put him to bed as a newborn baby way too soon like he actually needed some more awake time and i was you know just so caught up and i didn't think there was such a thing as undertired so i would put him in and he'd just lie there wide awake for like an hour not going to sleep no matter what i did and it was actually i mean he wasn't upset but it was very frustrating <laughs> But then you can also end up into, um, this is where you can end up um, putting in, like, uh, inadvertently adding in um, 
sleep associations and thinking oh my gosh they need to be asleep you know it's been 45 minutes or it's been an hour and start rocking them to sleep Um, and then that's how they learn to go to sleep I I did the same thing with my first and um, trying not to get her overtired and at eight nine weeks old I was still trying to put her to bed after an hour because I had read some advice that said that they needed to go to sleep after an Mm -hmm. hour when they're a newborn and that and a newborn at in that book was up to 12 weeks old but Mm. knowing what we know now it is just so wrong that a nine week old (laughs) needs to go to sleep after an hour so that's right and this is why they're they're not falling asleep (laughs) and this is why we have little ones (laughs) yeah so making sure that your baby is yet you're hitting those exact awake times so that they're not overtired or undertired because if they're overtired as I experienced the first time around they're going to be difficult to settle to sleep because they've got so much cortisol in their body they're fighting sleep there and then if you do get them to sleep they're not sleeping very well yeah also when you're making sure they're totally ready for sleep you're going to make sure that they have a full tummy yeah and that they are well winded and especially for younger babies wind is really going to sabotage your sleep we always advise to feed your little one when they wake up from their nap not right before their next nap and that is for a couple reasons and one is so that they are refreshed and they're ready to take a really good decent feed at that time they're not getting really tired and sort of falling asleep halfway through the feed because they're tired the other reason is that it gives you enough time to get all that wind up so during that awake period you can wind them multiple times um to make sure because honestly <laughs> they will need to burp more than you think they will and it's really going to sabotage that sleep so assuming that you've got the awake times perfectly right and and also linked to the awake times is making sure they haven't already napped too much that day because mm. if they've already had too much sleep at their previous naps they're never going to go to sleep for the next nap you're making sure they're full and you're making sure that they don't have any trapped wind and then and only then are they perfectly ready for sleep. And this is where you can start taking these next steps. So step number two, Amanda, what's our next move? So our next move is making sure the sleep environment is very conducive of good sleep. So especially mm-hmm. for those newborn babies, they are used to their environment being loud. They've been in the womb in a loud environment. So those newborns are... Um, they will sleep best if there is white noise playing. Um, mm-hmm. You can use just plain white noise or for newborns, we do recommend using a shh sound. We do have our own shush track available on all the sli- streaming platforms if you need it. Um, and to play that sound during the entire time that they're asleep. So it is actually magic and what will end up happening is your baby will start settling or start calming down as soon as they have that sound and we'll talk about part of the wind down routine because they'll sort of learn that sound and understand that that's sleep approaching and start to calm and just drift off to sleep and then what happens is they learn that as their sleep association and when they wake then they'll if the noise is still playing they'll go back to sleep as well. So the next part is making sure the room is super dark. Mm -hmm. We go on about this all the time, but a dark room is best. You know, we all have a nap in a dark room. I don't see many adults trying to go to sleep and have a nap in a bright sunlit room. So, you know, think about that. Um, 
making sure the room is dark, blackout blinds if you can. Otherwise, there are some great temporary options that you can put Mm. up if you're renting or don't want to have a permanent um, dark room. And they will grow out of this. So, you know, they will be able to go to sleep as a five or a seven-year-old in a lighter room. You know, it's not something that you have to do all the time, although we do recommend you do it all Mm -hmm. the time. I mean, it's not going to have, it's not going to have negative effects. It's only ever going to help and improve their sleep. That's right. So part of the dark room is also meaning that there's nothing distracting in the room. There's no musical mobiles, no toys, mm-hmm. no projectors on the um, on the roof, any toys in their crib. All of those things are for awake times and that's great, but those things are not going to help your baby sleep. Um, so if they're in there, especially as like a toddler gets older or a baby gets older and becomes a toddler, they are going to play with those things because mm-hmm. they can push through Why wouldn't they? Why, yeah. Next is swaddles or, or a sleeping bag, swaddles for those newborns and those babies that are not rolling, mm-hmm. making sure they're tightly wrapped or in a fitted swaddle if they don't um, like being really tightly wrapped. Fitted swaddles are fantastic, makes it easier for you to change a baby if you need to, but they do sleep better when their arms are not flailing around. So, yeah, especially flapping for the, around. Yeah, flapping around. Um, then, as your baby gets older, obviously a sleeping bag, because as we've talked before about the room environment in one of our other podcasts, and um, they just babies just can't deal with blankets they are potentially dangerous too so having that Mm -hmm. sort of sleeping bag strapped on them or um (laughs) strapped on buttoned on them when they move around (laughs) reminds me of the jetpacks yeah um so when they move around um their blankets follow them obviously and you will find your baby in the most weirdest positions Mm. like legs up sleeping with their legs up on the crib you know sleeping down the other end so this is where those sleeping bags are super important yeah so it's really important that where you're putting your baby to sleep so their sleep environment is going to help them go to sleep not hinder them and all of those things that Amanda has talked about is like we said um with the dark room it's not ever going to not ever going to make it worse no it's only ever going to make it better yeah so do you want to talk us through step three Nikki I would love to so step three so once you've got them really ready for sleep the sleep environment is spot on you need to have a little wind down routine. And this is, uh, we, I mean, we might call it a bedtime routine because certainly it's so, so incredibly helpful to have a bedtime routine before bed in the evening for your little one. But we would also recommend having a wind down routine before their naps as well, just a mini version of the bedtime routine. And especially for toddlers, if you're trying to get that one sleep a day still and you know, toddlers are notorious for their FOMO and something else is going on. They want to be involved in it and they don't want to be going to their room and going to sleep. So, you know, yanking your toddler out of a play situation and chucking them in their room for a nap is never going to help them go to sleep. So having a wind down routine is really, really valuable. And this can be an extended version. I mean, in the evening, you would want a more prolonged bedtime routine. But a little short one for their daytime naps is perfectly fine. So what that might look like is, um, you know, obviously changing their 
diaper or in your toddler getting them to go to the toilet. You're going to pop them into their swaddle or their sleeping bag. So obviously you're, you're in their room now. You'll turn their lights off so their sleep space is really dark. Put the white noise on. And like Amanda said, almost as soon as young babies hear that sound on, you almost watch their eyes start mm. to go droopy immediately. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's sleep. It's like the second... Like, I get my jammies on. Mm. And, you know, like, after dinner, the kids, you, you get all the kids to bed and tidy up. And then I always just can't wait to get my jammies on. And as soon as my jammies are on, because I love wearing jammies, <laughs> then it's like, it's almost like you just breathe this big sigh of relief. You're like, oh, yeah, it's time to relax. It's yeah. like wind down time. And that's what it's like. And we want it to be like for our little ones. So they hear that white noise. They're all snug in their swaddle or their sleeping bag. At this point, you know, um, read them a story or sing them a lullaby. And if you're doing a bedtime routine in the evening, you can do a couple of stories. Or if you have a toddler, it'll be about 5,000 stories. (laughs) (laughs) Or a couple of lullabies or, you know, whatever whatever you want to put into your little routine there. You pop them in their bed and you say a sleep phrase. We always encourage people to have a sleep phrase. Um, And that's just a little sentence that you say every single time. Like, it's bedtime now, darling, or go to sleep, darling, or something like that. And you say it every time they go to bed, and they really quickly associate that phrase with sleep coming next. So even if you're trying to get your little ones to nap during the day, having a small version of this routine is really, really valuable. You're just, again, it's never going to make it worse. No. So why wouldn't you do it? Because it's only ever going to help. So then once they're in there... Wind, they're all winded, winded, wound down. <laughs> they're all wound down. And for some of our babies, Amanda, we need to still actively settle them to sleep, especially those younger babies. Yeah, How are so, we going about this? So younger babies may need to be settled fully to sleep. Now, um, we're talking babies under 12 weeks old here. Um, but in saying this, if you've got everything lined up, I would, and I did, still mm-hmm. always give them the chance to go to sleep mm. by themselves For without... Because sure. you just never know. Yeah, you just never know. And honestly, with my two, it was maybe about 50-50. They would, I would put them in their bed, they would be perfectly winded, be perfectly ready for sleep, do all of the things that we've talked about, and then I would put them in the bed and 50% of the time they'd go to sleep by themselves. And I'm talking about going to sleep too, generally at this point, without crying or with like a little wind down grizzle. But Mm. I've put them in their bed, I've gone to the toilet or something, and they've gone to sleep. And I don't, you know, I haven't let them cry for and actually, hours on end. What you and I found too is that is that their ability to go to sleep like that by themselves when they were young also depends on what nap of the day it is. Yeah, like the morning that first morning nap is always the easiest one. So yes, I wouldn't mind true. betting that that one was always quite easy for our kids to do. Whereas the last late afternoon nap of the day, you know, it those can all are sorts the, of problems. The one, there. yeah, that's where <laughs> you really need to actively because they have to have that sleep. But, um, you know, that's the one that they're going to fight. So I would give them the chance to go to sleep. If they then weren't going to sleep after a set amount of time or say you've gone to the bathroom and come back and they're still 
not going to sleep then yes this is especially for these under 12 week old babies at that point they actually need to go to sleep so this is mm-hmm. where I would side settle and um, we've got loads of information about side settling on our website mm-hmm. so this is where I would roll my daughter onto her side and then actively and quite strongly pat her bottom vigorously um because remember they do have a diaper on it's not like you're hitting them um and (laughs) like you are you're essentially jiggling them in their Mm. bed much like what you would do if you were rocking them to sleep but you're doing it in their bed so side settling them until they're asleep and Mm. then pop them back on their back for safe sleep so that's the way that we would recommend doing so for a younger baby. Other options are... And let's, sorry, let's just say that the beauty of that is that they are falling asleep in their bed. That's right. So you're and still hands-on settling them, which some babies definitely need that at this age. and But they're starting to learn and associate that they go to sleep in their bed and their bed is the place for sleep which comes in really handy later on that's right and so I even with my two who were side settled when they needed to be um if something was wrong or if they were sick or if they're overtired when they were an older baby if I did have to actually actively settle them for some reason um I could still side settle them because they knew that that was how they went to sleep so mm-hmm. the other options are you could rock them on the on your shoulder when they're really little um mm-hmm. and or feed to sleep um but making sure that if this is becoming a problem when you they are older than sort of 12 weeks old that you're aware of that because that can mm-hmm. become a problem but again yeah. we would always recommend to give them the chance to fall asleep in their mm-hmm. bed by themselves first because mm-hmm. that will just mean so much when you get over that 12 to 16 week mark when they do need to be able to go to sleep by themselves younger babies younger babies I mean we we always have to say because younger babies just cannot handle too much awake time an older Mm. baby you can sort of push through sometimes um but an older baby if you reach that maximum awake time and they're not asleep yet then you're about to be in for a world of pain so you have to get them to sleep however you can yeah so start settling them a good 15 10 minutes before they need to be asleep yeah they need to be asleep by so that they're definitely asleep at that point because otherwise um you are yeah it is gonna like minutes not can make a good. difference at this age yeah it's not going to be fun not going to be fun so um and other ways of getting well other things that you can think about are the five s's which is swaddling sucking your shush so you've got your swaddle maybe they've got a dummy or a pacifier you've got your shush which is the white noise then your side settling or you could swing or sway which is you know if you're side settling and the bed is not working and that's where you can rock rock them Mm. to sleep in your arms and then maybe finish settling them in their bed um yeah, so that's for younger babies. Now Nikki's going to talk us through older babies because yes. they are a different kettle of fish. Different kettle of babies. Yeah, kettle of babies. So, yeah, like Amanda said, the younger babies, well, the thing about younger babies is, A, they have to sleep. Yeah. You have to get them to sleep. So sometimes there does come a point where you go, okay, I just have to settle you to sleep now. But also they're a lot easier to get to sleep. Um, 
That's true. And and if we think about the like 80-20 rule, which is another thing we always go on about, but if you're having to settle your baby 80%, uh, sorry, no. If you're having to settle your baby 20% of the time, that's totally fine for even for older babies. But if 80% of the time you're giving them the chance and trying to get them to yeah. settle, then perfect. Then great. But yeah, so they are generally a lot easier to settle, settle to sleep. What you will find with your older baby, and we're sort of talking, well, four to six months and onwards, yeah. is that if they are not going to sleep and they're, and they're used to you doing something to settle them to sleep, then that is why they're not going to sleep. So yeah. with these babies, it's probably not going to work to get everything lined up for sleep and just chuck them in their bed if they're used to you rocking or feeding or doing something to get them to sleep because that's for the last six, eight, however long, many months of their life, that's how they've learned to go to sleep. Yeah. So for these babies, you really need to work on self-settling. We have another podcast about that. We've got a ton of information about that on our website as well um, because that is is really the, the best way to get babies of this age to go to sleep is they need to learn how to do it now. Yeah. Um, what you will also find is often the older your baby is, almost the harder they are to settle because they start seeing you as entertainment. <laughs> you're in there, you know, you're. I remember some days, even if my kids were sick or something was going on or they were overtired and I would think, oh, just settle them to sleep. They would just resist. Like, they were not going to sleep because they're like, oh, mum, I can pull your hair and I can clap my hands and show off for you and it, that it's, it's it's very different trying to settle an older baby so your best line of defense is to teach them to settle themselves yeah um but the very first place you have to start is getting everything ready for sleep as we've talked about making sure they're ready making sure the sleep environment is spot on and then you can work on self-settling for those older babies which means that you will be able to just pop them in their bed and walk away and they will fall asleep so what happens, Amanda? Let's troubleshoot. What if they don't go to sleep? <laughs> We've all been there. What if your baby just doesn't and just goes, nah? <laughs> all right. So if they don't go to sleep with younger babies after, if you've got, if you, if you are armed with the knowledge of knowing what the awake times are and how, what the maximum sort of awake time is, then, and you'll pass that awake time. Do anything to get them to sleep for those younger babies because otherwise you will end up with an overtired baby and that then means your baby may catnap, they won't sleep very long, then then your whole day is going to be out mm-hmm. um, because it will just be a disaster and you potentially end up with the witching hour and all sorts of things yeah. and then an unsettled day means an unsettled night. That's so right. you don't want that. So for those younger babies, basically, if they're past their awake, maximum awake time, you do anything you possibly yep, can literally anything. to get them to sleep. Um, older babies, Nikki's already talked about, what you're going to do is work on self-settling. If it is okay to stretch out that nap time, um, during self-settling while they're learning how to go to sleep they Mm -hmm. can actually deal with a little bit of self um sorry they can actually deal with a little bit of overtiredness here whilst they're learning the skill of going to sleep but if you're consistent it should only be a couple of days and then everything will become a lot easier Mm -hmm. and a lot better after those first few days yeah so if they fell asleep too soon in the awake time 
that's what a, that can definitely happen for younger babies. Yeah, so try and wake them up if they're just obviously just gone to sleep and mm-hmm. maybe take off an extra layer and keep them you know a little bit cooler so they're not all snuggly and warm and you know make want to stay asleep and want to stay asleep but Mm -hmm. um then that what you'll try because if they do go to sleep we've talked about this if they do go to sleep before they're really ready to go go to sleep they'll only have a short nap then you'll be stuffed Mm. for the rest of your day again Um, and they're sort of just catnap and they and they really do need some long decent Mm -hmm. chunks of nap um, of sleep, sorry, of nap, <laughs> of sleep. So if you're out and about, you can try and replicate the uh, sleep environment that you've got at home. You can take mm-hmm. a portable white noise, or I even just used to play white noise on my phone and put my phone on airplane mode. Um, you can make it dark, have the stroller or pram um, covered with a blanket or covered with a blackout um, shade cover. You can... Um, if you're out and about and you're only doing sort of the afternoon nap and maybe it's only a short one sleep cycle nap, then totally do it in the front pack or yeah. or a, a front carrier because they don't necessarily need as much um, as sleep. much sleep there. So, mm. and this is where you know that jiggling and rocking and going to sleep that way in the front pack is is totally fine. But again, eighty twenty rule, only do it mm. you know twenty percent of the time. The time. <laughs> yeah. What if so, they, if they can't, we get asked this quite a lot, all the time actually. Yes, all the time. Especially for these younger babies, if your baby can't handle that much awake time. Yeah, so what can, what can ah. happen is if your baby for some reason has been napping loads during the day but then having a really wakeful night overnight, mm-hmm. they can be genuinely tired during the day because mm-hmm. they're tired from the nighttime, sleeping poorly. That can mean that they don't want to stay awake for very long during the day. But what we need to do here is we need to stretch them out by five minutes every couple of days Mm-hmm. to stretch out that awake time so that then they start putting that sleep time overnight instead and then your nights will become better. So stretch them out slowly. Making what, is also, oh yeah. what is also quite common here is that if someone's, you know, got say a, a nine-week-old baby like you were talking about earlier and they're aiming, the baby's used to a one-hour awake period and mm. they're taking our advice and stretching out that awake time to say closer to two hours – and obviously, obviously, we don't necessarily advise doing that all in one go cold turkey because your baby's not used to it. No. So that that situation will occur as well, where if you're making a big change to your little ones' awake periods, and it's, they they need to have a few days to recalibrate. But like Amanda said, just stretch them out bit by bit. Take them outside, change their activity, take their diaper off, do something to keep do them tummy going. time or yeah, do to keep them closer to that awake period. Yeah. And and look at your feed times too. Don't mm. don't feed them right before the nap because or yeah. when they're in that sort of sleepy mode because that will almost guarantee to make them sleepy and fall asleep because they are sucking and they're nice and snuggly and warm, you know. So look at those feed times as well. For sure. So um, and what Amanda, if they just won't sleep no matter what you do, you've done all of the stuff we've talked about and your little one is just not going to sleep, what would that indicate? Well, if you're 
if your baby is all of a sudden just started not going to sleep and you are generally following some sort of routine or program or you know that your baby is um, generally pretty good at sleep, uh, this can mean for sure that something is going wrong, you know, something is going on. Maybe they're sick, maybe they're hungry, maybe their diaper needs to be changed, maybe they've got wind, you know, those sorts of things. This this was my number one indicator for my children whenever they had ear infections because they had a thousand of them. Um, <laughs> but they, they would start not settling very well, even in that sort of eight, because my first had ear infections right from two months, but um, even in that that seven o'clock, they p.m. at night time, they wouldn't go to sleep, and then they would wake after one sleep cycle. They'd be awake, mm. that, and when usually they'd sleep for the night there. So you can see if they're unsettled, they're not sleeping very well. Then if you've tried to settle them to sleep and you know, they're still not going to sleep. That's when maybe have a look back on the past couple of days before mm-hmm. as well and just go, oh, you know, that happened here and there. and Look for the pattern. Look for the pattern and, and yeah. just understand that maybe they're actually getting sick because babies get sick all the time. <laughs> right, well, that about sums it up for this episode then of how to get your baby to sleep. Just as a quick recap, what you are going to do is make sure they are totally ready for sleep. Get those awake windows and nap length sorted that they're full that they're winded you're going to look at their sleep environment and we're looking at things like white noise dark room and that swaddle or baby sleeping bag have a nice wind down routine for your baby and then either actively settle them to sleep in their bed or guide them towards self-settling but in every situation you're going to give them the chance to put themselves to sleep first yeah uh thank you for listening to us today about how to get your baby to sleep Please check out our other podcasts for so much more sleep advice and visit our website, littleones.co. If you're in need of more help with your baby settling, their naps or their nighttime sleep. This is Little Ones, the sleep manual podcast.